Welcome to Job Seekers Radio. I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. This is the podcast dedicated to providing you meaningful support to find great careers faster. Whether you're working or not. We are coming to you from the city of Portland, that is... The City of Roses. Today on Job Seekers Radio, we help you decide... When is it time to quit your job? Yeah, that is a, a question that comes up to everyone at some point in their career, if not at multiple points. Uh, certainly the, the response changes based on the economy, for example. As we're creating this podcast, we're in a really tight labor market where people can leave and have an expectation of finding something. Setting that aside, it, there's really a diagnosis that I think we can go through. Often I hear people talking about weighing the pros and cons. The problem with doing a balancing act on this question is that what is on one side versus another side, the priorities are going to shift. The weight of those priorities will shift. And so it, it's almost as if the size of those things is changing and it's a moving target. So rather than taking that approach of pros and cons, what I generally recommend is for people to diagnose the issue. So if there's a diagnosis, there are symptoms. And we're gonna talk about that in just a minute. You have to decide when you get to this point to do some self-reflection. I think we've talked about that a lot in our podcasts. Regardless of what kind of scenario you're in, it's always good to take a step back and do self-reflection. Yes. Okay, and ask yourself some questions. Well, when are you gonna quit your job? Well, when you can. Right, what some, does that look like? And some people don't feel like they can or that they don't have permission or there's loyalty or whatever other um, blockages they have in front of their themselves that are real or not, right. real or imagined, either way. I, I think and about- It all comes back to the motivation. Yes, it does. And it, what's really interesting, I've talked to people who have said, oh, I can't quit, I have a family to support. What I find really interesting is so many of them haven't really talked to the others in the family to find out what support they could offer the individual. So, so often we think, oh, well, I have a family to support, it's on me. Well, the whole idea of family is that it's not all on you. Have that conversation to determine when you really can, because you may have support that you don't have. And on the other side, those who don't have a family to support think, oh, well, I can, I can leave any time. Can you? It's well, really important to, to try and figure that out. It's funny you say it that way because as you were talking, all I could think of is convenient excuses. Oh. There's always a convenient excuse that allows me to rationalize a decision one way or another. Yep. And so we need to be honest with ourselves that we're rationalizing. Sure. That it must be, or it might be, or it could potentially be different than we think it is. Yeah, that's a really good point. And the fact of rational, the idea that rationalization is a normal human thing, if we make it okay to rationalize and call it what it is, then we can decide what to do with that. Mm. Am I rationalizing it because I'm going to make the choice and I just want to feel better about it? Fine. You know what you're doing. If you rationalize it and then think, okay, I'm going to wait to make that decision because I know I'm just rationalizing what I think I want, you know what to do with it. Either way, you are making a responsible choice. Know what you're doing. Understand that this is going to be part of the equation and it's okay. Well, the intention of this podcast episode is really to snap people out of what might be a pseudo reality. 
that you might be thinking, oh, everything's great, it's grand, or I can't leave because, or yeah. you know, fill in the blank with whatever thing you think is preventing you from doing something. The other part of this, I think we talked about briefly before we came on the air, is this idea of exhaustion, that you've actually gone through all of these yeah. steps to make your situation ideal for you and the company, but you just feel like I'm at the end of my rope. Right, I, I think it's really important that if you work for a company whose attitude is this is just business, that's the job that you probably shouldn't feel guilty about leaving because if it's just business and it's not just people that they care about, then you're safe, you're, you're fine. Mm. If you have truly tried everything you can to make the situation better and it's just not going to get better, I think that's a really good indicator that it's time to start looking. It really depends on the organization is that the organization really is in a position to be a, an employer of choice. Right. What they do with that is two different could be two different things. One they could say, "Yes, I know I'm an employer of choice and I'm going to use that to my advantage in negotiating lower compensation, fewer benefits. If you don't want to stay fine, right? Uh, they use it as a club, like a not a club, like a, uh, yeah, a, like you're a, talking a about like a weapon. Bat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's exactly right. I, I, I have personal experience with organizations that say they are better than everybody else and they have a laundry list of reasons why they're better than everyone else. And yet the actions inside don't meet that, at least not consistently. And so these are the kinds of things that you need to be paying attention to. If, in fact, you have a really good trajectory with this organization, and if you can just get through this situation, then, you know, the, 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 the current position that you're in to get to where you're going, then by all means, keep trying. But hopefully you have others in the organization who know what your proposed trajectory is and who are helping you get there. If you see the trajectory by yourself and no one is supporting you, the chances are slimmer that you're actually going to make it there. Instead, start looking for that goal position at other companies, perhaps the competitors, perhaps similar companies, but not direct competitors, but who whose skills are needed there. It really depends too on the size of the organization. As, as you get more complex and larger organizations, mm -hmm. there's more, how would you say it, corners of the organization you can retreat to sure. that would be happy to have you, right. that is a, a more bright shining uh, bastion <laughs> right. of the type of work you'd really like to do with the type of leadership that inspires you. You know, and that's something else that I, I hadn't really thought of until you mentioned it. Those corners of the organization. If you aren't the type to connect quickly with people in your company and really be outgoing and make friends in other departments, whatever that looks like, that may be kind of daunting. Uh, it, it may, for some, especially the very introverted, be overwhelming. And so that's going to be something where you have to strategically build close relationships with a few individuals who can help you get past that. Because I've seen people actually move up in their careers, not in the trajectory they, they expected, but because they made really good connections elsewhere in the company in a department they hadn't considered, they actually had the ability to move up in the same company, basically keeping their reputation alive and getting into something they actually enjoyed more. This is a corollary to what we talked about before where you could have an excuse to rationalize 
something to prevent you from doing something you want to do. Here's an opportunity for you inside an organization to rationalize mm -hmm. and make a convenient excuse to actually do something. Because many organizations, even today, may have, let's say, a hiring freeze. They're not bringing anybody outside the organization, but they might have opportunities to move laterally or even up inside the organization. Right. So now I don't have to train you. I don't have to onboard you. I don't have to go get budget right. for you. I can just shift that person to another bucket, so to speak. Right. And you might be, end up being happier in that new bucket. Yep. There are things that happen when you find yourself facing these situations. Maybe you have a new boss. Or maybe you are a boss but have been given a new team, you know, some kind of reorganization. The, the only caveat with thinking about a new job when those kinds of changes happen is I generally tell people give it time. Let's see if in fact that new boss or the new team isn't a really good fit. I think about a situation that I had where uh, we had a new general manager come in. I was director of sales and marketing, and this new GM was really direct. She didn't sugarcoat anything, and I, what that means is she was pretty brutal as she would speak to you about whatever it is she needed to talk about. Mm. Um, she was really difficult coming out of the gates. We knew that the president of the company liked her. He was the one that chose her for this position. Uh, he was the one actually that introduced her to us. And so we knew that this wasn't going to be a situation where we could go around her and say, hey, this person isn't working. We had to figure out a way to work with us. Mm. But what was really interesting was once we got to know her a little bit and she got to know us and we were in a safer place to say, you know, I'd appreciate it if you would approach it this way, whatever that looked like. We ended up being the tightest team I've ever worked on. When you get that new boss or you are reassigned a new team, don't give up too quickly. Make sure that it truly is a bad fit. This is an opportunity for you to notice things. When you get a reorganization or a new boss or they add extra stuff to your plate, just kind of understand why. Why is this happening? Is this something I control? And is this ask. something I don't? Yeah. Make sure that you have open dialogue yeah. with people in your organization so that you aren't quiet and in the corner and conveniently let go because you didn't say anything. Right. There's, there's a lot of talk about telling the why in change management. You, When you're going to be presenting a change to an organization or to people within it, really is more the point, you have to give them the why so that they can build an awareness of what the change looks like, why the change is happening. Uh, eventually you can get to you know what's in it for me for them. But if your company isn't giving that information to you, you can manage your own change by asking the questions, why is this change happening? What are the risks of not changing? Mm. What am I to expect to get out of this? And again, if they say, oh, well, you've got a job, that's all you should be grateful for, here's an element that gives you permission to start looking. Because again, if they're not interested in caring about you, then there's probably a company out there who does. Well, and let's recognize your spidey sense, right? There might yeah. be something tingling. And, <laughs> and so, uh, and I don't mean in that way, Scott. Um, here's the thing. When something like that happens over and over again, that's a pattern. Yes. If it happens just once, that's an anomaly, okay? So that means we need to be aware of our, our feelings, 
Do we feel tired at the end of the day? Do we feel burned out? Do right. we feel persecuted? Do we feel unappreciated? Do we feel, where are these feelings coming from and, and why? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are physical aspects of this. I know people who maybe they deal with really lightweight depression, but they just can't get out of it right now. Well, that may be because they're in a bad situation at work. I knew a gal who would get hives when she was under a lot of stress. Like a rash? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and you'd see when she was getting overwhelmed, you'd see them start to form. And so we all, the, those of us who were close with her and, and worked with her, we liked her. I mean, it was a great, great group of people. So we would just think, okay, what can we do to help lessen her stress mm. in the moment? Um, it wasn't something that she would, would complain about. It just happened. Um, but there are other biological things that happen, uh, heartburn, um, sleep uh, deprivation, panic attacks. Yeah, yeah all of these things. Yeah. They're symptoms of a bigger issue. And it's important to know if this is coming from work, I think it's probably time to start looking. Or maybe you pursue something through your company's benefit program where you access some counseling. Sure. Because it might be something else. You want to make be. sure that you get professional help. We don't, we don't play psychologists on the internet. No, so. we don't. Well, we, some people do, but we don't. <laughs> no, I, I, I like what you, you mentioned, though, about being tired at the end, end of every day. If every day is a grind and you're not the type to live in a grind, then to contemplate a, a new job is probably a healthy choice. Well, so the, the, the need for a therapist would be something that if you feel like it's you, right? If it's me well, and I'm having a hard time dealing with the process of work, then maybe I need the, the therapist. Yes. Um, and I'll also mention that if you're seeking therapy because of job-related stress, that's actually a worker's comp situation. Uh, when I was dealing with um, uh, employee relations and conflict management, we actually had that coming up. One of our departments was a very had a very difficult boss to work for, and we had a couple of people that mentioned to us that they were, had gone to therapy to try and deal with the stress at work. And that's workers' comp. That that is something that the company will cover. If that's your situation, take advantage of that. That can also, when you involve employee relations, that can also help make things better within your department. Now, a lot of us think, oh, if I go to anybody in HR, then they're just gonna get rid of me because I become a liability. I've actually seen it happen where someone in HR recognized the issue, and it was the boss, not the individual, who had gone in to talk to them. And the, the HR director came in and helped the boss to improve. So while that may not be considered the norm, it is out there. Your your point of going to an EAP or some other benefit, I think is a really good idea. Well, maybe it's not you. Maybe it actually is the organization. Right. And so we need to determine through a diagnosis process, yep. where did this go off the rails? When did I start feeling it? Is this uh, been happening for a while or did it just come up? Right, what uh, changed? What changed? Is it temporary? Is it permanent? Yep. Is this person going away? Or uh, why do I feel this person is now uh, causing me this stress? And you may not be able to answer the question, but if you can pinpoint 
that it was something that happened at work, whether a change in someone's behavior or a new policy or a new person, whatever that looks like, that will give you an idea of what is really happening. We, we do wanna mention that if you've decided, you've done the diagnosis and you've decided, yes, it's time to move, the first thing that will make you feel better is to start planning your transition. Just making proactive efforts to find something new or to find out which companies you're targeting or whatever it is, do something because that's going to start focusing your mind in the direction of improvement. You're going to start feeling better. As you start listening to more of our podcast episodes, you're gonna see a consistent theme. And that is Scott and I, because we've been there, we firmly believe that you should always be looking for something. It doesn't mean you're gonna leave for something. It, right. gives, it, it gives you the chance to, but you should always have your, your head on a swivel, as they say, looking for opportunities. Right, and if there are those of us who have a sales background who understand that all salespeople are always looking for the next best deal. That's just in our DNA and, and we get that. But if that's not in your DNA and you don't feel comfortable with that, remember that looking for other opportunities isn't always about looking for a new job. It could be looking for new skills that will make your current job better or you in the current job better. Um, there's always someone in these networking events or, or other opportunities that knows more than you. What can they bring to the table for you to make things better for you in the moment? Don't let that stop you from networking. The other part of that is maybe you are the one with the higher skill set or more expertise or experience, and maybe you can give back to those who need something, and that's also going to make you feel better. Your transition planning when you decide that you want to leave an organization should be written down. I think it's, it's, it's fine to think it through in your head, but at some point you have to start writing down a plan in order for it to actually happen. Right. There's some sort of strange psychological kinesthetic connection between writing things and actually having them happen. Right. And so we encourage you, please write down a plan, maybe even come up with some networking strategies. How many people do you want to meet? Where do you want to go? You know, just start tossing around these things and putting them down on paper. And if you have the time to do it, if it, the meetings happen at a time that's convenient, start going to job seekers groups. You, you don't have to be unemployed to attend a job seekers group. There are a number of them that if you are well employed, you can actually get involved with the job seekers group as a resource to them. We have friends that have come to the breakfast club specifically to answer questions. I, I think of Katie who comes and talks about HR and and how you know people who are looking for work will have questions about the interview process. Here you can talk to somebody other than you and me who can answer these questions. But coming back to the idea of writing it down, there's a quote out there, I can't remember exactly, but it's something to the effect of an unwritten goal is just a wish. Writing it down does make a difference. Uh, as you start working on that, you're looking at your networking plan. Make sure that that's part of your effort. And then what does that look like? Not just a number of people a, w a week, but how many events per week do you want to go to? It's easier when you're unemployed because you, you have the flexibility. Generally, I try to go at least once a week to some kind of event. It may also be that your organization is large enough that you can start doing some informational interviewing inside the company 
or have maybe if you sit down at lunch at the same place every day, maybe you sit at a different table. It doesn't have to be something monumentally strategic. Right. Uh, it can just be something tactical where you're, hey, instead of sitting on the right-hand side of the table, I'm going to go sit on the left-hand side. You know, and I also think that you're talking about going to some place to eat. If you have someone in your life that you can work with on this, they can challenge your thinking or brainstorm with you or whatever that looks like, get into some kind of regular rhythm with that person. Maybe once every other week you, you go have coffee or maybe you do meet for lunch who can help you break through your own barriers. So, gee, I've been working on this. I can't think of anything new. Well, that may be the time that they speak up and give you a new idea. Well, that does it for this episode of Job Seekers Radio. You can get show notes and resources online at jobseekersradio.com forward slash zero three one. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of Job Seekers Radio. Your investment of time and your attention is really appreciated. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to get future episodes. While you're there, please provide a rate and review that gives us valuable feedback to make this a better resource for you. And if you have any questions, please provide those as well. We do answer questions in various podcasts. You know, give us more to work with. Let us know what's on your mind and what we can help you with. Well, I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. Until next time, keep dreaming about a better day in your career. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.